You are listening to The Winning Mind Podcast. I am Letitia DeSouz. I am a mindset coach and business strategist who has helped more than 1,200 people change their lives, their relationships, their businesses, and just win in life. There's a myriad of reasons why we're not winning in life. Most people don't really play to win. They play not to lose. And what winning really means is becoming a better version of yourself each and every day. We can do this together. Hey, y'all. It's Letitia. You know, I always do my initial greetings. Hope everybody is having a really, really good day. When I say that, I really mean it sincerely because not everybody's days are good. Like, I hear a lot of people that are going through things like, um, you know, various illnesses and things. And when we get around this time of the holiday, you know, people reflect on loss and that kind of a thing. So I really do hope that you all are having a really, really good day. Thanks so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. I appreciate all the love and support. I'm trying to think if there's anything that I need to update y'all on. Oh, not that I was just talking to the producer about how much fun I have been having over the last, at least like the last month, maybe about the last five or six weeks. So let me preface that by saying in my work and everything else, I feel like I play all day because I can bring all of who I am to what I do. And I was very intentional about creating that. But for like the last five weeks, I have just been having so much fun. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to reel this in and I'm going to focus. Now, when I had a Reiki um, energy session about maybe about six or seven weeks ago, she was like, you really need to have a lot more fun. And I was like, well, man, if I have any more fun, I mean, I, what, what, what does that look like? But I really have been having so much fun. And then I was like, I need to reel this in. I need to, you know, focus. And what me and the producer were talking about was how, how can I put it? It's best described to me in like the book, The Big Leap, about like your upper limit consciousness that you, if you're happy for too long or you feel like too high, it's almost like that That feels very unsafe and unfamiliar. And so subconsciously, you feel like you need to rein that in or, or reel it back in or recreate something that feels familiar for you, um, to you. But what I realize is that I'm having fun. I'm having a blast but it's not at the expense of my responsibility. So like everything else is going amazingly as well. Business is going good. My clients are great. My clients are thriving. And so this is exactly what I wanted to create, right? And I created it. And now it feels a little bit, um, it feels a little bit odd. It feels a little bit unfamiliar. And so as much as I talk to y'all about y'all own patterns, guess what? I'm always a work in progress and I'm always looking at my own life. So I'm not going to stop having fun. I'm going to make a conscious decision to keep choosing fun. And this fun becomes the new normal, right? I don't have to just be like, okay, well, I had that fun. And so now let me stop having fun and focus. I'm still focused. I'm just having, I'm just having a lot of fun, but I'm still focused. Does that make sense? So I'm, I feel like we, we kind of live in this black and white space a lot where you can do this or you can do that, either or. And I'm saying, no, I can do both and. I can have fun and be focused. I can have fun, be focused. I can be free. Like I can do all of the things um, because I've been very intentional about creating that. And the one thing that I realize about fun is just like, um, how can I put this? I'm a lot more detached from things. Like I'm not stressed 
about the stuff that just used to stress me. You know, detached is just like detached from the outcome. Like this is what I desire, but I'm just not stressed over over the outcome of this. And it's just been so liberating. But again, it was a little bit troublesome at the same time because it was like, how long can I really stay in this space? I can be very intentional about staying in this space for, you know, like this just becomes a way of life, right? So that's just something that I want y'all to consider. So, you know, I will invite people to say, hey, you know, anything you want want me to talk about, anything you want me to, you know, just just topically, right? So I invite that from people. And somebody was asking me the other day if I could talk more about, because she called it reverse humility. I call it false humility, same thing. But she was asking me if I could talk more about that. Because in another podcast, I referenced this sense of false humility where we are diminished um, and we want to appear humble and we're really diminished and, and not really showing up fully as who we are. And it's really false humility. And a lot of people don't recognize that because, I mean, we, we, we see it as humility. So anyway, she was asking me if I could speak more about that. And so I was like, absolutely. And so I want to talk more about that. So if we think about humility and what we think humility is, right, it's almost like we think of humble people as people that are, they're they're like free from arrogance. They just don't really think highly of themselves. You know, they they just have an accurate estimate of themselves, right? Not not thinking too highly, uh, that kind of a thing. However, humble humility, I should say, does not equate a lack of confidence. Humility is simply like, I know who I am. I'm comfortable in who I am. But it's not like, how can I put it? Like, I don't know. The, the, I think the thing that comes to mind is like this biblical term of humility. Like, you know, pride goes before a fall. Humble yourself. And so it's almost like this thing of like, you have to be so diminished. You have to uh, not express just like the greatness of who you are. And it's it's just... It's just fuckery to me, like, quite honestly. I don't know another way to put it. And I'm so glad that I have broken free from that because I feel like the world is robbed of so much of who we are, who we could be, who we could contribute because we're battling with this thing of, like, just really playing small and playing diminished. So I'm going to talk more about, like, the signs of false humility. And if you find this in yourself, then I'm talking to you, talking about you, and it's really okay because, you know, I have been here and it's, and it's not necessarily the easiest thing to overcome, right? Let's talk about some of the signs of false humility, right? Have you ladies do this a lot? Somebody will say to you like, oh my God, that dress is so beautiful. And instead of just taking a compliment, you go tell them that you got it off the sale rack or you got it at the consignment shop or somebody says you're so beautiful. And, you know, you gotta, you gotta, instead of just saying thank you, You've got to throw something else in there to just throw the compliment off, right? You, it's like an inability to receive compliments, but you know you desire the validation at the same time, if that makes sense. Like, I was on a date last night, in fact, with this guy, and I told him, I said, you have a very nice body. Like, you have a very nice physique. And he shook his head like, you know, I still got work to do. You can't, you can't just, that's, that's an example of false humility. You can't just be in the moment and just take the compliment without like, like throwing that, that other thing in there, right? So you want to watch that. Ladies, ladies do this a lot. I would say another sign is not just the ability to receive compliments, but sometimes the ability to receive, period, 
Relationships should have reciprocity in them. If you're always the giver and you're never the receiver or you have a hard time allowing people to give to you, in essence, the pride in you is saying that everybody has needs but you, right? And so humility, real humility allows you to receive. False humility is like you're always going to be the person who's the giver. It puts you in the position of control, kind of puts you in a little bit of a superior position. Now, you know, the Bible does say it's better to give than to receive. I'm not not even talking about that. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Like everybody has needs but you, right? That is a level of false humility. Um, Let's see what else. I think a big one is like really diminishing your accomplishments. You work hard, you busted your ass to do this and to do that, and you accomplished it. And then when somebody gives you praise or recognizes what it is you've done, then you kind of diminish it. Like it just wasn't that big of a deal. What, 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 are you, what are you doing this for? It's not that you're doing it for the praise of man, but I'm saying you are well within your right to acknowledge your own greatness, to acknowledge like I did that. Me and my daughter have a running joke. Like when she'll do something, she'll be like, I did that. And then she'll be like, what did I do? And the next text will both be like that because you should acknowledge your own accomplishments. Like it is okay to look and be like, you know what? That, that's, I did that. Like, that is amazing. I look sometimes at my daughter who I helped create, right? And I helped shape her life. I look at some of the things that I know that I instilled in her and I'm like, wow, you know what? I did that. A lot of that. I look at my own, my own life with certain things, with my business. And I'm just like, man, you know what? I did that. I was very intentional. False humility will almost be like, like my other client we talked about before, it was all God. No, no, it wasn't all God. It, was, it wasn't all God. I had, a, I had a whole hand in that. I had a whole part in doing that. And I did that. And I'm not going to allow false humility to steal that. I'm going to share my shine. I'm done with like hiding my shine. I'm going to share this shine, right? Because I, I don't, I don't, I don't worked a lot through darkness to come out light. So I'm going, I'm going to share this shine. So diminishing your accomplishments is a sign of false humility. Have you ever heard people or been around people who are really self-deprecating? They will negatively comment on their own appearance or behavior. And so it's like rooted in this sense of security. But what people really, really want is a compliment. People really want a compliment. They're fishing for compliments, but it's, fa- it's, it's false humility. Here's another one. I'm sorry. You know, the I'm sorry people. Women tend to do this more often than everybody else, but I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Stop apologizing, trying to make yourself seem like this just, you know, pious, submissive, lowly person. Just just, just stop. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I'm sorry. Like, just, just stop. Or here's another one, just being too nice. People that are, I'm nice enough. I'm not that nice. I'm nice enough, right? I'm nice enough. But listen, if you come at me wrong, you want smoke. Like, seriously, I don't bother other people. I'm nice enough, but I'm not just so, I'm not the person that I want everybody to think like, oh, she is just so nice. Because that's not, that's that's really not true. I don't trust people that are just nice all the time, where it's just like, whatever happens, they're just like always nice. I, I personally don't trust that because I think that none of us is all one thing. None of us is all good or all bad. You know, there's polarity. So none of us is all one thing. So if I see somebody that's just like overly nice, mm-mm, something in the milk ain't white. That's that's just me. That's just me, right? Um, Let's see. What else do people do? I see this a lot. 
when people have the appearance of being very, very generous, but it's really like people have the appearance of giving, but it's really for something in return, whether that something is return in return is like giving to get something, right? Do you, how can I put this? There are so many times where I give to people. I even forget about what I give to people sometimes unless somebody reminds me. But I'm not, when I'm giving, I'm just really giving from a pure place. I'm not giving just because I want something back. I'll just give. But this thing is what I'm talking about where people will give, but it's something else that they want to return. My mother and I were having a conversation because we have some family members that are very, very generous. Like, we'll just, just lavish you with gifts and all of this. But if you are not like rolling out a red carpet to say thank you and just practically bowing at their feet and acknowledging all that they've done for you, it's going to be a problem. And so that lets me know that your giving comes with attachments, right? You can keep it, right? You, you can keep it. But because if you're giving something to somebody, you're giving just because you want to share, not because you're looking for something in return. People-pleasing. I would say people-pleasing is a huge sign of just like false humility, right? It's it's a lot of times you appear to have this sense of, um, you know, like you'll do what other people want, regardless of if it's what you want to do or if it's the right thing to do for you. And so you seem just like nice and compliant, but it's people-pleasing and it's false humility. And yeah, it's, it's, it's just not, it just doesn't go, don't go well. The gist of this is like, I could go in so many directions with this whole sense of false humility, but the gist of this is this, guys. You were created with greatness in you. Greatness is in your DNA. It's it's in the it's it's just in who you are because you come from God, right? Our parents were the transportation for us to get here. And so there is greatness in you. There is brilliance in you. There is just like magnificence in you. And so we've been conditioned to believe that we shouldn't share it. We've been conditioned to like not share it through religious conditioning, through familial conditioning. We've been conditioned to just shrink back and not share it. And, and I feel like the world suffers when we don't do that. One of the people that people think is one of the most arrogant people known to man is Kanye West, right? Now, whether you agree with him, with his his antics or, you know, that this this ain't that. But the one thing that I've always loved about him is he gonna tell you how great he is. He, he will tell you how great he is in a minute, how great his fashion is going to be, how great this is going to be. And guess what? And he shows up and delivers that, right? He delivers that and he will tell you about it. He not sitting back like, oh, you know, this was all God. You know, it was just the hand of the Lord on my life. He acknowledges his greatness and it bothers people that he does so boldly. I love confidence. I love confidence. Confidence doesn't trigger me and make me feel insecure, right? When I see confidence, a lot of times your confidence will trigger people because they are not confident. Your confidence will your confidence will remind people of where they are playing small. Your confidence will remind people that they can do better. Your confidence will remind people that they are living in mediocrity. And because you've chosen not to, is going to be triggering. So if you're going to move away from false humility and operate in real confidence, know that it comes with some, you know, it just, just comes with some things. And those the things might be people just might be at odds with you. And that's really okay. Here's the thing that I've learned about this. I've learned on this journey more and more and more not to take people personally. 
Do you know that I've had relationships that I've lost? I was talking to my daughter about this. My daughter was like, oh, so she was just a hater. And I, and I never say that. You know, they say if you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. But I never say that. But I was telling my daughter that there was somebody that I used to be friends with. And I was like, you know, she's, she just really started acting very, very differently. It seems like the better that I started to do for myself, she just started acting really differently. And could it be that I was changing? Of course I was changing because I was growing and I was outgrowing and I was becoming a different and a better version of myself. But that seemed to not bode well with this particular person, two of them, you know, in particular, right? So I said this before, when I was struggling, when I just couldn't figure things out or it seemed that way, guess what? They was like right there for me. They 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 just they just wanted us to be thick as thieves. But then when it was like, no, I'm in a different place. I'm doing different things. I have a different mindset. I see things differently. I see life differently. Most importantly, I see myself differently. That's when the problems became. And so when that relationship and when they started giving me that energy, guess what? I just released that because I was like. I don't need their approval. I don't need to please them. And so I can just release that relationship. But I can also understand that this has nothing to do with me. This has everything to do with them and how they perceive me or how they don't perceive themselves, whatever. Sometimes, guys, the more confident you become, your relationships are going to, I don't even want to say suffer. It's only suffering if you can't see the purpose in it or if you can't see that it's all as it should be, right? But your relationships are going to evolve. Your relationships are going to shift. Some of your relationships are going to end. And so if you're going to move in confidence, you also have to understand how to move in detachment, right? Letting things go, letting people go, and not, not thinking that things or people are necessarily here to stay forever because we just don't know. As you grow in this journey, you really don't know. But I can tell you this, I can tell you this, I will never ever, hear me, I will never, ever shrink back, play small, move in false humility, diminish my accomplishments, not have the ability to receive because of that's what my conditioning told me. That's, that's how I had to show up in order to survive in my family, right? I, I will never do that again. Once I've grown, I've grown past that place, man, it's a wrap. False humility, that's that's not it. That that ain't that ain't where it's at for me. So a lot of y'all that are thinking that y'all so humble, it's false humility and it's actually really really very prideful. So it just might be something that you want to look at, right? The, seriously, even in the Bible it says Jesus thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Like I'm a co-creator with God. I'm a friend of God. I'm not the person when I talk to my guy God, I'm not coming to God like I'm some old slave, a runaway slave like could you here please come by and send me a blessing and if you would, no, no no no. I'm coming boldly. God, we are friends. You call me friend? This is bothersome to me. I need wisdom right here. You said if I lack wisdom that you would give it to me. And so I'm praying for, I'm asking for a liberal release of your wisdom. And I also expect that. So there's there's even a difference in my relationship with my guy, God, the more confident I got. And so that's what I'm saying. I don't understand how we're just going to walk the earth just like like some lowly servants and some lowly slaves um, and and just rob the world of what, like who we really are. It's not my fault if people choose not to or cannot deal with who I am, right? Here's another thing. I just thought about this. I was listening, looking at the holistic psychologist. Some of us have been told like, 
a lot of that false humility has come in too. Like we've been told that we're too much. You know, we're we're too much. And so doing the most, right? When you're too much or you're doing the most and you don't and you fear that rejection or you want that approval, you're going to pipe it down a little bit. I'm I'm doing the most from now on. And the people that love me, they love me, right? The people that don't, they don't anyway. I don't need to control that. That's what I'm talking about about detachment, right? That's that's what I'm saying. So for me, confidence is where it's at. I've been thinking about this for quite a while, but I used to always use this analogy of, let's just say you had a life-threatening illness, right? And you saw one doctor and the doctor told you, hey, you know, here's what the diagnosis is. You know, we got the team over here. We're going we're gonna to do our best to kind of, you know, try this and try that to just see how things work out and, you know, and hope, and we're going to hope for the best. And that, that's Dr. A or Dr. 1, whichever one you, you want to call it. And then you go see the other doctor. And then the other doctor is like, okay, so here's the diagnosis. Let me tell you what our plan is. We're going to do this, this, this. And if that doesn't work, we've got this plan. And we've got the best post-care team possible to give you the best chance for healing. And so if it's going to happen, we are fully confident that it will happen here. We're confident in this plan. Here are the risks, but here's what we're doing. What Which, which doctor are you going to go? You're going to go with the one that instill confidence, instills confidence in you because of the confidence of how they're showing up, right? And so we show up a lot of times like Dr. A, like, well, yeah, you know, kind of like not really sure who I am, but I'm just going to, you know, try try this or do a little bit of this or kind of half-ass my way through this or be mediocre through this and then wondering why things don't work out. Wondering why we're not getting what it is that we desire because we are not confident enough to even believe that we deserve that. And, and, and I used to use that scenario and that scenario actually happened in my real life with my mother's care. My mom had a brain aneurysm. The, the, I was in LA trying to get back home to Chicago after I had moved to Georgia when she had this brain and this brain bleed and I didn't know if she was going to live or die. But that doctor on the phone was like, hey, I don't understand all the medical terminology. All I heard him say was this, we stopped the bleeding this is our plan to do blah, blah, blah. If this doesn't work, this is going to happen. We have a plan and we're going to do everything that we can. And I said, whatever you need to do to save my mother's life, do that, right? But I didn't know what he was talking about medically, but the confidence that he had in him and his team that confidence is what made me say, go for it and do it. It infused that confidence and that belief into me. Does that make sense? So you not showing up confidently, you holding on to this false humility because you believe like, you, you know, this is what people in, in church or your family or whatever have taught you to believe is how you need to be operating. No, it's, it's robbing you and it's robbing the world of how you're supposed to be operating or all that you could really have, right? I look for confidence in people. It doesn't mean that we don't have our own fears, our own insecurities, our own areas that we're working through. Because I do. I still have fears and insecurities in areas where I'm not as confident. But what I'm saying is I've done so much work over here that I was like, this, I'm not staying right here. Having a lack of confidence, that's, that's not getting me what I desire. It's not giving what it needs to give. So all I'm saying to y'all is if you don't feel confident, start working on it. It's never too late. It, start working on it. Where do you lack confidence? Start working on it because your confidence will draw opportunities and people to you. It will magnetize opportunities and people to you. 
Listen, when I was younger, I'm still younger, right? 49 is still younger. But when I was younger, before my mind was all messed up with people telling me who I wasn't, you couldn't tell me that I didn't own a room when I walked in it. You couldn't tell me that I couldn't have whatever it is that I set my mind to have. That's the mindset that I came into the world with. And guess what? I said there's always an adversary. There's always obstacles to that. I feel like I've come full circle. And now I'm back at that place where when I walk in a room, I, I know that my energy, not just my physical presence, but I know that my energy has brought something into that room that shifted it, Right? Some people are the thermostat. Some people are the thermometer, right? I, I, for a long time, I was a thermometer, just kind of taking the temperature in the room. I'm thermostatting now, right? I've, I've come full circle so that I'm the thermostat. When I walk in the room, I'm going to shift it. That might sound arrogant to some of y'all that are still struggling with the lack of confidence. I don't care because I too was there. But I'm telling you, that doesn't serve you. But I'm saying I spent so much time in that space, but now I've come full circle circle to believing that I am who, who I thought I was then, right? And that I can have exactly what it is that I desire for and out of my life. And it's been a journey. And so I will live my last days trying to help people, trying to empower people, trying to infuse that same thing into people because I know how much I suffered. I know how much I suffered with with lack, meaning not having what it is that I desired. And I know how many people I robbed because I, I wasn't in my proper place, right? But that, that was just my path and that was just my journey. So all I'm saying, you know, is false humility that, that, that ain't where it's at, right? It's going to clash with some of your religious beliefs, but I'm not religious. I'm a whole lot more spiritual. And my guy God is completely okay with me speaking well of myself. My guy God is completely okay with me feeling good about myself, with me looking in the mirror and being proud of not just what I see, but who it is that I am. My, I don't know who your guy God is, but my guy God is okay with that. And so as long as me and God are good, I'm good. So it's, it's the confidence for me, right? Let, let that false humility shit go. That's 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 not really serving you. It's, it's, it's really not. If you're honest with yourself, you know it's not giving you what it needs to give except for a lot of just like, you know, fake approval from people. Like I will have people saying, well, you don't have to share this. You don't have to share that. You know, I don't really like the person that you're becoming. Great, great, great. That lets me know that I'm on the right track. I love each and every one of y'all, and thank y'all for holding space. Not only work on your confidence, but have fun while you're doing it, right? You only get one life, and that's all you need if you're going to do this thing right. I love y'all.